This sermon was recorded at the Church of Christ, Wheeler area, located at 1500 South Allen L. Bean Boulevard in Wheeler, Texas. Our regular meeting times are at 10.30 a.m. and 2.30 p.m. each Sunday. Come join us as we seek to worship God in spirit and in truth. A couple weeks ago, we were eating lunch, and the topic came up about a certain individual who was very sick, and uh, the church came together and helped, helped the family out in a really hard time. Helped them out uh, with bills and, and sent them some food just to help them out through that tough time. And I started to think about all the people the church has helped, or the, all the people that I can think of, either it be a sickness, illness, accident, someone's struggling with a sin issue, and how the church comes together and really uh, helps those people out. You know, this world can be pretty tough at some times. Sometimes we have a lot of, or we can have some financial situations where times get tough, a sickness, an illness, something that comes up like that, or fall back into a, a sin problem. And we really need people to help us out during these times. So my lesson today is called Perks of Being a Christian. And the perk that I want to talk about today, I might, can, I think, talk about this a few other times, some different perks. So the perk I want to talk today is about our, our church family or the brotherhood. And that don't just mean the church family here at Wheeler, Texas, but we're talking about the whole brotherhood, the guys in Nigeria, Brazil. And just for a little plug, I guess, this next week is going to be the brotherhood meeting over at Denton. So... If you've never been or if you can go, I definitely encourage you to go. You get to meet some other Christians that do the same things that we do here in Wheeler. <clears throat> so our first reading to talk about our church family and how our church family is a huge perk to have here on earth that helps us get through some of our tough times is going to be Ecclesiastes chapter 4. We're going to start in verse 10. And... I don't know, really. <laughs> there we go. Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 10, and we're going to read through uh, verse 12. Verse 10, For if they fall, the one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him that is alone when he falleth, for he hath not another to help him up. Again, if two lie together, then they have heat, but how can one be warm alone? And if... One prevail against him, two shall withstand him, and a threefold cord is not quickly broken. The Bible's telling us here that we need each other to help pick us up. I think right here, I mainly can, I think of like a, if someone's down in a sin problem or something, it's really hard to fight the devil by yourself. But if you have some brothers and sisters on your side, they can really help you get your life back together and, uh, and beat that sin problem. It could also be if we're going through some tough times or uh, either, like I've said, some worldly problems, financially sick or something like that, it definitely helps to have someone that you can lean on to help you through those times. It also tells us here that woe to him that is alone. It's really hard to do these things by yourself, and the Bible tells us here that we, we don't need to be doing that. We need to have the help of the church. You know, Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen. we've all uh, seen this verse many times. Iron sharpeneth iron, and so a man sharpeneth the countenance of his friend. Just like in this last verse that we read about picking each other up, we can build each other up and help each other through those tough times, and maybe we won't have to go through those times again. <clears throat> and one of the biggest things in, that we always need to remember is that we're never alone. Everyone's here to help each other out, and we all have that common goal of making it to heaven. 
Now, one of the biggest issues that we have as Christians is no one can help us out if they don't know what we're going through. So we've got to make sure that we let people know if we need help. James chapter 5, verse 16 says, Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that ye may be healed. You know, we've got to let people know. We've got to let people in and let them know when we're struggling with something. If no one knows, then they can't help us. And I'll go ahead and guarantee right now it's better to feel that little bit of embarrassment of asking someone for help, no matter what it might be, than to just keep living your life and struggling really bad. It will make life so much either easier. And one thing about the church is people are willing to help, and people want to help you as much as they possibly can. At the end of this, it says, The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. So the next perk that I guess we get from the church is people will take time and pray for you. <clears throat> In Colossians chapter 4, verse 2, uh, I can't say that guy's name, but that's not the important part of this. So, Who is one of you, a servant of Christ, saluteth you, always laboring fervently for you in prayers, that ye may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. You know the Bible has a lot of verses about prayer, but I picked this one because it talk, talks about fervently, that he was fervently praying for them. And what does fervently mean? It means enthusiastically or passionately. You know, when you're going through a tough time, no matter what it might be, people are really going to be praying for you. You know, every Sunday and Wednesday we come up here, we talk about the people on the prayer list. And, and that's something we do for those people. We don't just pray for them on Sunday. Hopefully we don't. Hopefully we pray for them throughout the whole week. And we fervently and passionately pray for them, pleading to God that whatever is going on with them, that it, would be, that it might be fixed. You know, there's no, I was trying to think of some really good things that's happened to me in my past, and one thing that I have always can remember is when people come up to you and they're like, hey, we're praying for you, and they give you a big old hug, and you're like, well, that means something. They're pleading to God for me. You know, sometimes when you're going through a tough time or a dark period in your life, sometimes you have a hard time even praying for yourself, and I've been there before, and other people come up to me and say, hey, man, we're really praying for you. We're keeping you in our prayers, and at that point in time, I was like, man, I can't even pray for myself, you know? And then one thing that started to happen was I see everyone else praying for me. I'm going, well, I need to start praying for myself. Then I start praying for other people. And you know what that does? That builds my relationship with God, with Jesus, and the people praying for me. So prayer can help out so many ways of pleading to God and building your relationships with the church family as well. <clears throat> you know, sometimes the only thing we can ask for is prayers. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be, be made known to God. <clears throat> you know, sometimes we go through things in this life where we can't do anything about it. It could be like a car accident or something like that. There's not really, it's, it's out of your control. Britt was talking about that today. There's some things that are just out of our control, and being anxious or worrying about something is really not going to help anything. At these kind of times in our life, we just have to focus on God, and hopefully our faith is strong enough that we trust in Him that, that things are going to be resolved in a good manner. You know, I remember when I was younger, I'd be worried about something, and I'd be really fretting about it. My dad would go, is there anything that you can do about it tonight? I go, well, no. He goes, well, I promise you, it's still going to be there tomorrow, so why don't you get a good night's sleep? And sometimes that's the way this world can treat us. Something just falls in our lap, and there ain't nothing we can do about it. We just have to kind of move forward, have faith in God, and, 
and have the people around us pray for us and, and plead to God that it would be resolved. <clears throat> you know, one thing, <clears throat> let your request be made known to God. I think about the next thing that the church or the, the brotherhood does for everyone, and that's resources. Sometimes we need got to pray to God about maybe something else that's maybe more earthly that happens to us. And the first thing that you always think about in resources is money. And that's what I want to talk about first is uh, there's been, the church has helped out a lot of people when they've had some financial issues. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 27, it says, Withhold not good from them to whom it is due when it is in the power of thine hand to do it. <clears throat> As Christians, when we know someone needs help, it is our duty to help them whenever we can. You know, a name that was on the prayer list earlier when it was up was uh, a brother, Rusty Springer. He's been on there for a while. We all know that he was in a horrible car accident, and a bunch of churches came together to help him with financial, financially with hospital bills. I know this church did. I know we were at Gunner. They had to sing and to raise money for him. And, you know, that made it probably a lot easier on him to have some of that stuff taken care of so he could just focus on his health and, and getting better. Uh, Sean, he does a lot of work over in Nigeria. You know, if <clears throat> here in America, we are very blessed. We, we live in abundance. So it's one of our duties to send money over to Nigeria so those people can hear the gospel, they can spread the gospel, and that we can do it and help them send money that they can do it in a faster timeline than if they were just trying to do it. We also have uh, Brazil where we send money to to help those people out and help them grow <clears throat> the church over there as well. I mean, we have the gospel here in America. We send people up north, and that's kind of sometimes a kind of seems like a faraway country. But we send people up there to help out and just spread the gospel all across America. <clears throat> At the end of Proverbs, it says, "When it is in the power of thine hand to do it." You know, sometimes we might not feel like we can give that much or do that much, but every little bit helps. And it don't matter if you're given twenty bucks or twenty thousand dollars. It's all all that matters is what's in your heart. Uh, if we look at Mark chapter 12, verse 41 through 44, it says, And Jesus sat over against the treasury and beheld how the people cast money into the treasury. And many that were rich cast in much. And there came a certain poor widow, and she threw in two mites, which, <clears throat> which make a farthing. And he called unto him his disciples and said unto them, Verily I say unto you that this poor widow has cast more in than all which have cast into the treasury. Sometimes we think that we can't do that much, but it, it really don't matter to, to God or to Jesus how we, how we do it, as long as we're, our heart's in the right place. <clears throat> you know, on Sundays we, uh, we do contribution, we pass around the plate, and we ask, uh, or the church asks that you just look into your heart and you give what you can. And that's all that, all that matters because whatever you put into the, the basket on Sunday is what goes and helps out Nigeria, Brazil, here in America, or, or people like Rusty Springer who just fell on a hard time when he got in that car wreck. So everything that we do is used, and it helps out a lot of people tremendously. You know what? We talked about money. <clears throat> and one thing that, I mean, we talked about it in the preacher meeting this afternoon was... Uh, we all think about money, but what about giving your time? 
I think sometimes giving your time is harder than giving money. Sometimes it's easier just to give someone a hundred bucks and then you can go out, go about and do your rat killing. But that's not what we as Christians do. <clears throat> you know, this point stumped me a little bit. I was trying to find the right verse to kind of go with the direction I was going, but I think I found out kind of how to do this. So I hope this makes sense in some sort of way. So we're going to look at James chapter 4, verse 14. It says, Whereas you know what shall be on the morrow, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time, then vanisheth away. We all know that this life is really, really short. The Bible tells us here that when it talks about when, <clears throat> when we're going to obey the gospel, we don't have much time here on, on this earth. Britt, you are talking about that this morning again, about how your children growing up. Did you know it's almost August? It's just flying by. Where is the time go? <clears throat> when me and Alexis were moving, we had some people come out and help us move. And <clears throat> it was on a Saturday, and I know people had other things to do, but people showed up to help us move. And, and we know how important our time is, our time to spend with our family, or time just having a Saturday open. But people took that time to come help us, even though that we don't have much. You know, right now I work out of town, and like Saturdays and Sundays are my only time to be with my family. So sometimes I feel like it's hard to go spend time with other Christians or, or uh, invite people over to eat or something like that. So it's just something that as Christians we've got to be aware that we don't have much time, but we've got to make the best of our time, <clears throat> whatever that might uh, include. <clears throat> you know, we do spend quite a bit of time together when it comes to being here at church. But is that enough? In Acts chapter 2, verse 46 through 47, it says, And they continued daily with one accord in the temple, and breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and signalness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. You know, this is an example of the early church, and it states that they were going to each other's houses and eating. You know, one thing about my family uh, back in Gunner, everything we do seems to revolve around eating. If we go on trips or anything, it's where's the best places to eat, and I kind of married into that same family too, so I think that's why we all get along so well. But, <clears throat> but it's a really good way to fellowship when you invite someone over to eat and you give that time of inviting people over to your house and fellowshipping with one another. You know, you might not think it's not that big of a time to give that away to invite someone over to eat, but if you think about cleaning the house, making sure a meal's prepped right and looking presentable, it does take a little bit of time. But overall, it's a good thing to do because you get to, feel, you get to spend time with Christians. What about the church lunches? Those things aren't just thrown together either. Um, that's a good, that takes time from each, each one of the families to bring something to the church uh, dinner so we all can sit around and fellowship together and eat how depressing would it be if we had one casserole and zane and Britt were fighting over it that'd be embarrassing and everyone just go eat at their own houses but we don't have that problem here <clears throat> the more time we spend together the stronger of a church will be the more time you have someone in your house with other christians you're going to be a stronger uh, christian in romans chapter 12 verse 10 it says be kindly affectionate affectioned one to another with brotherly love and honor preferring one another. That's the main thing right there. We should prefer spending time with other uh, Christians. And it don't have to be 
we talked about come, or having people over to eat. You know, it could be having people over for a Bible study. It could just be calling someone on a Tuesday while you're driving to work just to see how they're doing or stopping by their house just to uh, catch up. There's a bunch of different ways that we can spend some more time with each other. <clears throat> and, prefer, and prefer one another. Matthew chapter 25, verse 36, it says, Naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came unto me. You know, we've heard this a lot about uh, Jesus talking <clears throat> talking about these guys never went and visited his his brethren and you didn't do it for them you didn't do it for me and that makes me think about like how many times do we invite someone over to our house do we go visit the sick what are we doing to grow the church and make it stronger and spend more time uh, more time with with our christian brothers and sisters do we take time out of our schedule to go visit christians that we haven't seen in a while who might be struggling in sin you know, a bunch of times, some people can't even pull themselves up. It's up to us to go pull them up halfway so they can uh, uh, keep fighting the good fight. We must spend time with our brothers and sisters in Christ. This helps us focus on the Lord. You know, all the things we've talked about this afternoon, they, it falls into two categories, time and energy. You know, you have to give your time and you have to give your energy if we want to grow the church and to help everyone out. <clears throat> The main reason to all this, the main reason to having the perk of the church is that we can all make it to heaven. That's the main thing. We're here to build each other up, help each other when we fall down, and try to make this time on, on earth as easy as we possibly can. Thank you for listening to today's sermon podcast. If you have questions about what you have heard or would like to know more information, please contact us by emailing cfcwheelerarea at gmail.com or look us up on Facebook or Instagram and send us a message there.